Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Because I'm sitting here in this studio with 25 TVs. Can't see you, but I can see Pat McAfee on every single one of them. If it want, if you need to know where we are in the pecking order, according to Handman, who's the one that's in charge of these TVs. Right. Well, Handman's a McAfee guy, that's been clear, and he has been looking <laughs> to kick us out of the way as quickly as possible at every turn. But that's the uh, that's what we're saddled with here in this life. People who are actively working against us. <laughs> <laughs> this show has no chance. Also, McAfee is everywhere right now. It's it's a lot, but I'm going to zone in. I'm ready for you, big fella. We got a big show today. Yes, we do, and so much to get to. We want you to be a part of it at 888-SAY-ESPN. And on social media, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Carlin versus Joe, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. And we start... <clears throat> excuse me, with the news of the morning, and that is Deshaun Watson out for the year. The Browns announced probably at about 9.30 this morning that Watson was going to need uh, season-ending shoulder surgery. He had also dealt with a high ankle sprain, but it was uh, the shoulder is the one that ultimately did him in because he has a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Here is Watson just a little while ago. I mean, I pushed very hard for it um, <laughs> to the point where it's, you know, all the experts and, and doctors was the ones that told me that it was it was no chance so uh you know i pushed as far as i probably possibly could to you know get back out there and just try to play and, and try to push it towards after the season but you know i think the best situation for i guess longevity in my career is is to be able to get immediate surgery um and that's what all the experts said so you know i gotta i gotta follow their their footsteps and, and go from there Joe, it, uh, it is an incredibly unfortunate situation when Deshaun Watson was starting to look like the player that the Cleveland Browns traded for, and now they find them in this, find themselves in this position yet again of trying to go and win with a dominant defense and a subpar quarterback, and it's a brutal spot to be in for a team that has so much promise right now with a 6-3 and three record. Yeah, one thing is very clear. God is not a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Well, I think that's been clear for about 50 years. That has been clear for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the first thing I think of in all of this. I, I feel awful for the great people of Cleveland the fans of this organization. You are coming off one of the biggest wins that this franchise has had in quite some time. You were getting hammered. Down 14 nothing to the Ravens to start the game. You're down 14 points to start the second half. You come all the way back to win that game, even after the missed extra point. You beat Baltimore, the divisional leader, a team in the eyes of many, legitimate to go win the Super Bowl. You win that game. You move to 6-3. and three. Watson shows signs of life in that second half, playing very good football, and then it all comes crashing down three days later. He's out for the season, and that's a wrap. And I just feel awful for the great people of Cleveland having to go through this yet again. 
I don't know where else you want to begin with this one. I mean, those Baltimore games, you may win the battle, but you're not going to win the war. They're going to take a piece out of you. That's how they've been from the beginning of their existence, whether it was under Brian Billick early with the Ray Lewis years or whether it's the Harbaugh years now, Carlin. If you're going to get through them, they're going to take a little piece of you with them on the way out the door. Well, they took a big piece of them. They took a big big piece of them and I guess part of it for me with the Browns being where they are well it it's almost kind of like well at least they got the Ravens out of the way for the rest of the year right they've already played them twice silver lining (laughs) yeah that's a a very very thin silver lining (laughs) and uh for me I just feel like the Browns right now are still good enough to make the postseason they still have enough in front of them but I really in a bigger way start to wonder about what Deshaun Watson is going to be in Cleveland. I I honestly do. And I don't think it's unfair to do that. I get it. He got hurt. It sucks for him. Um, we, We all know that he has only played 12 games in Cleveland for various reasons, a couple of them not so good. But to be in this position right now, it has to make you start to question where this is all headed. Here's Andrew Berry, the Cleveland Browns GM, just a little while ago. In the infrequent event that this injury occurs with a thrower in their in their throwing shoulder, um, you know, usually it's restricts the mobility. There's so much pain that they can't continue to throw. So for Deshaun to play, call it two and a half quarters. Um, at a really high level against, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, you know, with this injury, you know, plus the high ankle, it really is um, an incredible display of, of physical and mental toughness, um, you know, on, on, on his part. Yeah, listen, that's great. That, that's all terrific. Unfortunately, now we're at the point where you have to start to look forward and what this all holds for him. And Joe, it doesn't feel like it's anything particularly good right now. No, not at this moment. I mean, you break down how it's played out. You can lean on this defense only so long. Mm. They were able to beat the San Francisco 49ers without Deshaun Watson. They might spring a few surprises the rest of the way out. They have Pittsburgh this weekend. They were a a four-and-a-half-point favorite before the line move. They're now about a two, two two-and-a-half-point favorite. So right through the key number three, total dipping down from about 37 to 34-and-a-half. That's your update. But even if you get through a game like this, At some point, it's going to catch up to you, right? Like inside that locker room, they can all look each other in the eye and say, we're going to rally. We're going to try to figure this thing out with P.J. Walker. But they know what they're up against. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, Houston all of a sudden. It is a loaded AFC. And the idea of somehow finding your way through that field to the Super Bowl with P.J. Walker as your quarterback, you almost wonder, man – Going back to the start of the season, not only does the signing of this deal from over a year ago with the trade look bad, trading away Josh Dobbs before the season started to Arizona, and then at the deadline allowing Minnesota to outmaneuver you to bring him to town rather than getting him back in the mix. It's just every which way this organization cannot figure out the quarterback position. Joe, where where I'm coming down, though, is, is just the heartbreak in the moment of the light at the end of the tunnel that was there. 
Did you feel like, based on what we've seen the last few games, that Watson was starting to come around? The second half of that game was one of the more impressive things I've seen this season. Yeah. Given their scenario, given the opponent, given where they were at, he played great. And to know he was playing that hurt in that situation, good God, man, he was fantastic. Yeah, and and consider all of that with Cleveland over the last few years. You're a fan base that had to turn your back to all of the allegations that were up there against Deshaun Watson because you were so desperate to win, you were more than willing to bring him in and deal with it. And you hadn't gotten anything on your return of your emotional investment up until now. Now you started to see, wow, okay, maybe he's getting back to what he was in Houston, and maybe Joe now, like with this defense, can we actually start to turn something on? When you look around the AFC and different teams are struggling in spots that they just shouldn't be struggling in. The Dolphins can't beat a good team. I don't know what the Chiefs are this year. Are they still going to be back in the Super Bowl again? I can't definitively say that because they haven't played great. Like I look around the AFC, Joe, and there are questions There are questions that the Cleveland Browns had the ability to answer. This was a year that looked as if they had put themselves in a position to be in the conversation. They check a lot of boxes. Defensively, they're one of the best in the business. We don't need to go any further with that. You know, they had already lost Nick Chubb earlier in the season, but they were still finding ways to run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can block. They have a very good offensive line. Kevin Stefanski is a very bright head coach. And the one thing they had this year – that has plagued other organizations and plagued them several times in the past, they were without, which is Mm. drama, which is dysfunction. Cleveland was relatively stable. They were in the clear. They were in the clear. I know we talked about whether or not the Deshaun Watson contract was a bad deal and he wasn't living up to it, but okay, that's fine. That's You can't do anything about it. No one in the locker room is getting all that upset about it. The organization's trying to make hay while the sun shines. They were functional as opposed to dysfunctional, which they've been for two decades. So to see it come to an end like this, it just shows you the brutal nature of the sport. But when the window's there, you got to be ready to capitalize. Joe, I'm not kidding when I say this. I'm not joking at all. You know what I sense from the two of us right now and talking about this for the last eight, nine minutes? What's that? General sadness in our in our voices. Not, you know, listen, we've all got our opinions about Deshaun Watson. I've got real sadness this second for the city of Cleveland. I've got real sadness because, Joe, I, I, you started to see it. And I think that we have both kind of talked about this like, damn, damn, they had a chance here to maybe put this together. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm actively rooting for Deshaun Watson, given everything that happened. I'm not. But I'm not actively rooting against him, and I will root for those people. And now they have yet another obstacle to try to to try to circumvent, or at the very least, get over. And and maybe they make the playoffs. But we both know there's nothing coming from that. There's I, nothing coming from. I that. had him twenty to one to win the AFC. Of course, there's sadness. Well, that's why you're sadness, <laughs> anger. You know what? A little bit of hangry out with Handman and sure. Wilder last night. He took home the extra wings, so he got to eat those. I didn't have those no. this morning. Nothing like some old leftover wings in the morning to get you going. So there's a lot, a lot of emotion running through me right uh, now. Thank you very second. much. Hang on a second. Who paid? I, I did. I took the I took the boys out. And. At the same time, Handman takes home the extra wings. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm sorry, Handman. I think we're all out of time on this segment. They insisted I take home the wings.
I I threw an are you sure in there as well. Um, He may have been offered to say that we insisted as if we forced these wings into his hand. Yeah. So he could take them home and then what immediately He's driving away. I was not aware I took away breakfast from one Joe <laughs> yeah, Fortenbaugh. You're, you're good. <laughs> he's, he's driving away and you're throwing them into the window of his car. Right. Handman, that, please, you forgot you the must. wings. <laughs> I tell you what, you are you are really becoming a character on this show, Handman. You really are. Wouldn't have it any other way. And they hit the spot. I'm not going to lie, They're Joe. good wings, man. Uh, that, what, what, J. Tim's? J. Tim's. Good oh. wings. That's the first time I've been there. That's top it notch. It lived up to the expectation. Outstanding. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Now I'm in a better mood. Now that we've talked about wings, I'm yeah. in a better mood. Let's go. Hey, be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not Carlin football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Look, there's the immediate impact of Deshaun Watson's season-ending injury for the Cleveland Browns, but then there's the long-term impact, which I guarantee you is even worse. It's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This will go down because of this injury and everything that's happened prior. This will go down as the worst trade in NFL history. That is not hyperbole. That is just fact. We gave you three first round draft picks plus We guaranteed the player $230 million. Deshaun Watson owns the Cleveland Browns for another three years. You know what says Jimmy Haslam is the owner chairman? No, he ain't. Not for the next three years. That's Deshaun Watson. They are at the mercy of him. And unfortunately, it's going to be a long time, if ever, we see Deshaun Watson be the player that he was once upon a time in Houston. 
That $230 million is exactly what made it the worst trade in NFL history. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you are not signed up for Carlin versus Joe's podcast and you don't catch every last second of the show, why wouldn't you be signed up for it? Go wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. We want to hear from you on there, and we want you to be able to get the show anytime you need to. Joseph, he could not be more right. Chris Canty this morning on Unsportsmanlike when that news broke about Watson's injury. We are now at a point where for the $91 million that has been paid out to Watson so far since the trade, the Cleveland Browns have gotten a quarterback that has completed 60% of his passes, for 2,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, nine picks in 12 games. That's not exactly the ROI they were looking for on that money so far, and it doesn't get much better because it's $46 million guaranteed for each of the next three years, and if you're thinking they can move on, they can cut them, not without serious, serious consequences of a $200 million cap hit, $150 the year after. Joe, Deshaun Watson does own the Cleveland Browns for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's not the worst trade in history. I, I know that we're going to live in the moment and we're going to talk about the picks and the, the money, money and the it contract. It, it, you still got three years. You still got three more years. So it's undetermined at this point. It's undetermined. It's certainly not worse than Tampa Bay getting a second and a fourth round pick for Steve Young. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's a Super Bowl winner. That's a guy who picked up right where Joe Montana left off. That is a horrible trade. It's not worse than the Atlanta Falcons trading Brett Favre to the Green Bay Packers for a bag of donuts. Okay, That is a worse trade. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback. That is a Super Bowl winner. Those are really bad trades. Hall of Fame talent being traded away to win Super Bowls elsewhere in exchange for nothing. This is a really bad deal, no doubt. But you still got three more years left. How can we say it's the worst trade of all time, given what I just laid out? Well, we're, we're predicting it's going to go down that way, and at the moment, it currently is. And look, you, you, you want to point to Herschel Walker? Go ahead. You want to point to Eric Dickerson or something like that? Go ahead. Uh, you want to point to the couple that you did? It's all fine. None of those situations had this kind of financial impact on a team. And Joe, here's the biggest problem of them all, okay? For the first two years of this contract, the Browns were in a position, last year we knew you had the 11-game suspension, and it was about getting back into a groove once he played. This year, he only counts 7% against the cap. The Browns needed to be able to maximize that this season. It's almost the version of a rookie rookie contract there. For the next three years after this, every year, well north of 20% of the cap is going to be going to the quarterback. That's a problem. That's where you can't pay other guys. That's where you have to make sure that you are drafting exceptionally well and your young players are making impacts early. And that, to me, is what will make it the worst trade in NFL history. 
Projecting out, sure, you have a real chance at it. Oh, I'll project. And it's been really <laughs> it's been really bad so far, especially with the way it started. I'm not gonna make the case that he was turning the corner. I look at the fact he's 28 years old and there's three more years left on this deal. Yeah. But you're Cleveland. See, when you're a poorly run organization, you find yourself making poor decisions to bail out other poor decisions. Yeah. You're not putting yourself in a situation where you can take some risk. You're not putting yourself in a situation where, you know, you can swing here and there reasonably. They needed the big swing. They needed all that launch angle you like to talk about because they're the Cleveland Browns. They have been a dumpster fire since the beginning of their existence. The amount of quarterbacks, the amount of coaches, the amount of losses, the lacking in playoff experiences. They saw an opportunity to buy low with Deshaun Watson. He was a guy that had shown remarkable potential, but there was clearly a big problem. Houston was moving on. There was an opportunity there to buy low. Read the book Soccernomics for those of you out there who like that sort of thing. It's like the money ball for European soccer. They wrote it in 2009. It's all about how some of these clubs who don't have the money compete at the highest levels because they found loopholes within the system financially, right? Like, number one, if a guy's coming off a career year in the World Cup, you don't go out and sign him. That was like the... Um, Anthony Rendon deal. Does anyone yeah. remember Anthony Rendon? Oh, Unbelievable God. World Series run. So the Angels go out and, and just open the bank vault. You never do that. You don't open the bank vault when the guy puts up the career numbers. You're never going to get him to replicate that, right? What you do is you find the guy who's on the low end, who had a bad season for a reason that's justifiable, and then you buy low on it. The problem is they didn't necessarily buy low. They thought they were getting a buy low candidate. They brought him in. They gave him a ridiculous contract. That was the big mistake. I applaud the fact that they got aggressive and tried to make a play because if it had worked out with Watson, they would be a legit, legit AFC contender with that defense. But being the Browns, they swung and missed, and they made a desperate play because they're a desperate franchise. Originally, it all comes back to that. They were never in a good position to begin with. Joe, I'm uh, going to blow my stack, though, at the end of this year if they're going to fire Andrew Berry or Kevin Stefanski over this, because we both know that's not who made this deal. Agreed. Jimmy Haslam made this deal. Jimmy Haslam is the buffoon that offered to give up 230 million guaranteed and, and basically reward horrible alleged behavior of Deshaun Watson and, and get him what he wanted. Because we all need to remember There were other teams that were interested. The Atlanta Falcons were knocking on the door there. The Carolina Panthers had knocked on the door there. Everybody in Atlanta is going to get an extension for having avoided this deal. Yeah. And Cleveland got turned down once and then came back and said, here's the whole kit and caboodle. What is a kit and caboodle, by the way? Great question. Yeah, no idea. Here's all the money. Here's all the draft picks. The owner made that trade. The owner can't be firing anybody after this season if things go awry and the Browns don't make the playoffs. Carlin versus Joe, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Is the Deshaun Watson trade the worst in the history of the NFL? Lines are open. We'll get to some calls. Load them up now. The AFC North, wide open so the Browns can still make the playoffs without Deshaun Watson. We're going to ask that question in just moments. And one AFC North team might be eliminated from the race tomorrow night. 
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sean Watson, season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Deshaun has not been great, but he has certainly played better of late, and it looked like it was coming on. The way he ended the Ravens game, you start thinking about Cleveland as a legitimate contender. Because of this injury and everything that's happened prior, this will go down as the worst trade in NFL history. Dude, this is devastating. Crushing for the city of Cleveland, to be sure. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, and ATV. Oh, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He joins us each and every week at this time. He is Andrew Hawkins, former NFL receiver, ESPN football analyst. Joining us right now, Hawk, based off the news, how can the Cleveland Browns still make the playoffs? I mean, it's going to be on this defense. I mean, that that's the reason why they were a contender in the first place, even with Deshaun Watson there, who, yes, he started to come on as of late, but it was because they didn't need much, as much from the quarterback position as other teams do to be contenders because their defense has been so good and so dominant. And so going forward, that much more onus is now going to be put on the defense to kind of keep them in games and, and pull out some of these wins where they have to understand that the, the weaponry on offense just isn't there. Big picture, what are we thinking here for the Browns? Given that contract fully guaranteed, three more years on it after this year, is he just going to continue to be the guy? Do you think about drafting somebody? How do you play this out if you're Cleveland? You know, I, I, I think Cleveland, you know, probably makes a move for, uh, you know, uh, a good backup in the offseason. But beyond that, I think I think they ride this out. I think, like, you know, obviously last year in the contract was a wash. They knew the suspension was coming. Um, this year, it was like, okay, this is the first real, you know, test to look, see what, what we uh, what we paid for. And obviously it ends in injury. And I think you have at least another season um, until the Browns even start having those discussions. And I think that also went into the reason why 
they made sure they, they, they sat him down for the season. It was reported that Deshaun wanted to shoot it up and keep playing. You know, but I think the Browns are looking at their longer-term investment, given that this is the first ever fully guaranteed contract in the NFL to this magnitude. So what you're going to see is a longer leash than you typically do in these trades and contracts that we've seen in the NFL. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Hawk, when we look back at this deal with the so little football that Deshaun Watson has played over the last three seasons, is this going to end up being the worst trade in the history of the NFL? Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready to make that declaration at this point. Now, that's very reasonable, can... Hawk. Thank you for being reasonable, unlike you know, maybe the person who asked that question. Yeah, I mean, look, any deal, any free agent deal, any trade that you've ever seen, um, if a player goes through it injured in its entirety, yeah, it's easy to look back and say, okay, that was a bad, that was a bad trade. I just feel like there is so much um, left on the contract, and also, you know, what what this what what a win looks like for Cleveland. Is a lot different than what a, a winning co- a winning trade looks like for everybody else. If he's able to come back healthy next year and they're able to keep this defense playing the way that they're playing, and they go with a deep run into the playoffs or even become a real Super Bowl contender, I can promise you, no one in Cleveland is going to give a damn about those first two seasons or well, what I, they gave to, up to get him. To there. push back, though, Hawk, I, I agree. But let's not get it. I, I don't believe you do agree. I don't uh, believe you do. No, I, I agree that if that happens, that's absolutely fair. But Deshaun Watson was brought there to win a Super Bowl because they could never get their quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. That that is why he, he was he was brought here. And so, you know, I, I don't I don't think this injury changes that for for the Browns. Actually I know that it, it doesn't change that for the Browns and there's still a, a three more years left on the deal. And I, again, I, it's really almost like the first year of the deal for them because last year, everybody understood and knew that he wasn't going to be there. Now, obviously it was a trade that was super scrutinized for obvious reasons. And you understand, and you could argue that where is the win anyway for the Browns, right? Like if, even in success, we, they, they know that they're going to be scrutinized with it. But that being said, like I'm, 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 I'm just less comfortable making the declaration that it's a bad trade because he goes down with a broken shoulder um, in the middle of the season. Thursday night football, monster showdown in the AFC North. Ravens hosting Joe Burrow in the Bengals. Let's start with Lamar Jackson on this one. Bit of a dud in that performance against Cleveland. It feels like every four or five weeks as the Ravens continue to ramp up productivity and Lamar flashes that MVP brilliance, one of these creeps into the mix. I've long held the toughest thing for Baltimore trying to win a Super Bowl is you got to string together three or four high-quality performances at the quarterback position against good opponents, and I don't know if Jackson's capable of that. What are you seeing from Jackson right now? Yeah, I mean, he's always maybe like one or two throws away in a given game. If yeah. he could have two of those back last week I think we have a different conversation some of it is is luck you know you bat a ball way up in the air it turns into a pick six but I think what they have to do offensively for the Ravens is they have to finish these games and how you finish games is not the way that they have been evolving their offense and I say that they say that they're getting a lot of people involved and at the beginning of the year it was truly like an offense by committee let's figure out what we have we knew we have Mark Andrews no J.K. Dobbins 
Let's see what the running backs feel like. Let's see what, you know, what we have in Zay Flowers, OBJ, Bateman, Aguilar. And I think as the season progresses and in these close games, which they will be at this time of year and beyond, you have to have people you can rely on late in the game to close these out. Um, and for that reason, I think that they need to start bringing OBJ, you know, along faster and making him more of a mainstay in the offense versus using him by committee because they're paying him a certain amount. And also I think he has that kind of veteran nature that he's a guy that you want to go to in some of those late throws that you're seeing that they're going to Bateman and there might be drop passes or, you know, they're trying to look for playmakers. You know, I, I just feel like they have to really start centering that offense on the guys that they're going to rely on. You've got to make that bet. Andrew Hawkins with us, ESPN NFL analyst. Last one for me. How important is tomorrow night's game for the Cincinnati Bengals and their hopes to make the postseason? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and we've seen the Bengals in this, this situation in the past two seasons, five and four, and they ended up you know, in the AFC Championship both years. But that being said, the division is so competitive this year. It's as competitive as we've ever seen it. And that's what the worry is for Cincinnati. So you cannot drop a division game, even if it's against the Ravens, even if they're good, even if it's away, because your opportunities are dwindling and what you're seeing in the division, even without Deshaun Watson, even you know with the conversations happening in the Steelers, these teams are winning because they're good and they have great defenses. So you don't want to leave it the chance late in the season. So you got to get this W. Final question. We were having a conversation off air. I'll spare you the details on all of this, but it's something I'm going to talk about later. I've got five teams I want to ban from primetime football for the next five years. I want them off. I don't want them to have any flex in, flex out options. If you were to take one Uh, team right now, one team that you were to ban from primetime for the next five years, who would it be? Oh, man, that's that's a tough question. Um, It's tough because you you probably don't want to offend that fan base, and I understand that, but these are the questions we ask around here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah we're tough I guys. Don't want to in the fan base. If you forced me to pick a team, forced, less interested in watching. Um, that's a tough one. I can't even answer. No, that. no, 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 no. Day, hey, don't, don't you dare let him go. Nobody say goodbye. Hawkins is answering it because the teams I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I wouldn't mind seeing them. They have. You know, it's year to year. Like some some teams, you hate watching, and then they get a player or they get a coach, and the storyline is there. So that's why I feel uncomfortable. Just Five year ban, Hawk. Stop trying to wiggle. I know you're quick. Stop trying to wiggle. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. Wow, that's a man who's running for office one day. He knows. Yeah, that. <laughs> kind of just changed our relationship right there, Hawk. But thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hawk, we appreciate you playing it straight. Thank you so much. Appreciate <laughs> that. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. I cannot wait to have that discussion. <laughs> I got five. I got five that are out for five years, and I got two that are locked into at least 10 a year. I, I got two I, teams I want in prime time, minimum 10 games a year. I got to tell you, I got some honorable mentions beyond five. <laughs> Well, there's a lot. Yeah I, yeah, I actually tried to scale this down. You could probably take half the league and keep them off. That's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. How about this? Take the Jets, fire them into the sun. I've had enough of them. I've had yeah. enough of them from the beginning to the middle to the end. I'm tired of seeing him in prime time. I'm tired of having to watch Zach Wilson. I'm tired of everything with the Jets. Come on back next year. This is no knock to Jets fans. Come on back next year. We'll reboot the whole thing. We'll see how it goes. But for this year, can we please move them to this? Do they have any primetime games left? I can't do this uh, anymore. I think it's, uh, what, four more? It is a fascinating conversation. The teams that you just want rocketed into space at this point. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. There is a large degree of, oh, God, when you know that certain teams are in prime time. I mean, listen, let's call it what it was, okay? I told you about what happened last Thursday night, about how I missed a connection and had to drive from Chicago to Iowa. And I'm listening to the Bears and the Panthers game. And I didn't know that listening to it could be even more painful than actually watching it. Ian Eagle entertains me. He did his best in that spot to try to get me through. But listen... Man's not a miracle worker, Joe. No. He's, you know, there's no need for that game to be a primetime game, even though we feel like we got to give some dogs over to Amazon so they could get games like this week uh, with the Ravens and the Bengals. This all came about because Evan found it hilarious to tell me this. He knows how I feel about this. This isn't just some rant for fun's sake. I'm, t- I'm just tired of the Jets. I'm tired of Rodgers. I'm tired of Salah. I'm tired of Wilson. I'm tired of everything with the Jets. It's nothing personal. It's nothing against Jets fans. I'm just tired of the Jets this year. It's too much. It's too much talk about the Jets for so little delivery. If we're going to talk about you this much, you need to deliver more. You either need to be much, much worse or much, much better. You can't be right in the middle even, Steven, and we spend all this time talking about you. Okay? I'm not out here talking about Tennessee every day, hearing about the Titans every day. So this story... Via the New York Post, something to keep an eye on is what's written on the screen. Jets-Texans on December 10th could get flexed to Monday night. First of all, we've never done the Monday night flex before. Here we go, Jets-Texans getting the debut flex. First of all, I don't know. What is it? Currently, Giants-Packers is in Monday night football. Another complete train wreck of a viewing experience, but something that would be interesting. Both games at MetLife. 
So to move the Giants out of Monday Night Football, they can move the Jets in. C.J. Stroud makes it attractive, too, according to the words on the screen. That's can't accurate. Do it. The C.J. Stroud factor is certainly part of it. It's but, not enough. He's good. It's just not enough to flex him and the Jets into primetime. But you, you know what the bigger issue there is. It's the possibility that Aaron Rodgers could play. Ooh, yeah, I know. No, I know. I know. He was talking about how he might be back. Very excited. I think he is really going to just lead us down a path that is going to be extra aggravating when he doesn't play this year. But let's get to it. I want to know your top five teams that should be banned for five years minimum from prime time. Number five. This is not a top five list. This is just get them out of my face. There's no list here. Get these teams. Number nine. (laughs) Well done. All right, here we go. What about five teams of getting them out of your face? How about that? I want five teams out of prime time for the next five years, and then I've got two that I want in prime time minimum ten times a year. So here we go. Number five. The New York Jets. Do I need to say any more? I think I've gone far enough on that one. Number four. New York Giants. They can beat it. Everything they've got going on from last year faking everybody out to making the playoffs into whatever is happening this year. Uh, Saquon Barkley, we don't want to pay you. You're the only guy who can play, but we don't want to pay you. Get them out of here. They got to go get organized. They don't know who they are. Last year, they were supposed to stink. They were good. This year, they're supposed to be good. They stink. Go figure it out. You're out of here for the next five years. Number three. Everything associated with the Chicago Bears. Can't do it with them anymore. Feels like they've had four or five primetime games. One minute, they're beating the Commanders by 60. The next minute, they're on a quarterback I've never heard of. Didn't realize was on a roster. That kid's out there trying to win games. Dysfunctional. Don't know who the coach is. Don't know who the GM is. They change every five minutes. Bears out of here. Number two. Raiders. Hate to do it, but again, you got to figure things out. I know they've won the last two games. You didn't really win Monday night. You just didn't lose as bad as the Jets did. Number one. The entire NFC South. All of them. (laughs) Get them all the hell out of here. The Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, the Saints, not one of them brings any pleasure to a television screen, whether it's an old tube box, whether it's a projection, whether it's a new LED 4K flat screen. The entire NFC South fire them off into the sun. All right. Can I give you a few of my own? Yeah. I mean, I figured I hit them all. You got more to add to that list? I I do. I'm not going to go through because I agree with you on a lot of it, especially the New York Giants. They would have been my number one because there's nothing worse than being bad and boring. (laughs) And the New York Giants are bad and boring. Okay. Here comes my list. Number nine. That joke's never going to get old. It really isn't. The Arizona Cardinals, how are they not on your list? Murray's back. I can never see the Arizona Cardinals in primetime again. What would ever be the point of watching that team? Don't tell me, Kyler Murray. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. Number nine. I would roll with you on the entire NFC South. I got to tell you, another team I'm... I'm kind of tired of watching, and it might seem unfair because they're actually playing better. I don't want to see the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Whoa, the Vikings are in a lot of close games. We just saw them on primetime hammer the Niners. They're in close games, but it doesn't mean they're very good. Oh, man. And and Again, I kind of at times find the 
the Vikings a little bit boring. Number seven. That would be the Denver Broncos. What? Yes. They're getting better. They just beat the Bills at the Ralph. They're, they're getting better, but do you think that right now the Broncos are actually fun to watch? Not and fun. They're not to watch. They're not as painful was, as some of these other teams. There were moments that the end of that game with the slot. field goal. You didn't get entertained by the field goal. Were you not entertained with them sprinting out onto the field, missing the field goal, and then making it? That was hilarious. All right, you're right. I should probably <laughs> rethink that because they are entertainingly bad at times. Right. You're right. You're right. Bad job by Coach me. Coach yelling Number at the quarterback. <laughs> Do I have to watch the Chargers? Actually, this week I do have to watch the Chargers because I'm calling the game and I'm excited to call the game. But the Chargers in primetime, like, it's kind of like watching a rerun. We know the script. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.